Welcome to the podcast, Vaginas and Vertebrae, where two doctors talk all about down there topics that seem to be overlooked. Whether it be mindset, body image, self-love, or medical questions, we dive deep into all aspects of being female. Dr. Madeline is a chiropractor who is on a mission to inspire women to reconnect to their bodies and reclaim their power. Dr. Kaylee is a pelvic floor physical therapist, spreading the truth that your vagina is magical. And as a woman, you deserve to rid of all the shame, guilt, and fear, limiting you from stepping into your boss bitch self. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Thank you so much for your support of our podcast, Vaginas and Vertebrae. Please understand that all of the information, whether it be by Dr. Kaylee, Dr. Madeline, or our guest, is all solely based on personal and professional opinion. Nothing that we say or give information on should be utilized in place of any medical advice that has been given to you. If you are experiencing any medical symptoms, signs of issue or dysfunction, please make sure that you follow up with your physician and make sure you are following all of the plans of care. We are not saying that we have a physician-patient relationship with any of our listeners, so therefore we do not have any liability with what you do with the information that you gain from this podcast. Thank you so much again for listening and we're super excited that you were just so chill and you're ready to learn and you're ready to listen to the way that we feel about what's going on in women's health care. What is up everybody? It is Dr. Kaylee here and I'm super excited to be here again for another wonderful episode of Vaginas and Vertebrae. I am here solo today. Dr. Madeline is not with me, so you only get to be graced with my voice, which I know is quite saddening. I think that we make a really great team and we've been having so much fun with this podcast. So thank you so much for always tuning in, always being amazing. Um, So today we're actually going to be talking about a lot of you know, I'm starting this new series called the Mythbusters, And the reason I'm starting this is because I think that it's important for pelvic floor specific issues or pelvic floor dysfunction to be talked about and to be able to break down these myths and all of this just honestly bullshit that's out there being told to all of you. So today I wanted to break down the myth that diastasis recti is a horrible thing. And yes, I said it, diastasis recti is a horrible thing, is actually a myth. And I want to demystify that for you. And I want to talk to you about why I am saying that that's a myth and why I am saying that that is something to reconsider or think about. If you watch social media or if you are on like Facebook or Instagram or even on YouTube or you're watching anything where anybody is talking about diastasis recti, it almost always is an inevitable, um, sorry, I need to get my words together, but it's almost always inevitable that people are going to put like a negative connotation around it. So they're going to say something like, oh my God, I have diastasis or, oh my goodness, I saw a diastasis today and it was six fingers like wide. Oh my gosh, my diastasis still makes me look pregnant and all of these different things. And 
Again, I just want to demystify that for you. First and foremost, always remember that this is always like this is never to be taken as medical advice. So please, 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 please always reach out to a medical professional. The absolute best person to work with for a diastasis recti, by the way, is a pelvic floor physical therapist or a fitness professional who has some sort of very specific training for pregnant and postpartum athletes. So really being mindful and aware of who you're working on or who you're working with to have your core rehab. But the reason again that I'm saying that diastasis is not bad per se is because it's going to happen during pregnancy. You're going to have diastasis recti during pregnancy, mainly because you have to grow. Your body is not equipped to just have natural like stretch right there to allow for the baby to grow specifically in the end of the second and into the third trimester. So the majority of the clients that I see have a diastasis recti and it's not something that I feel concerned about. Now, am I concerned if it's turning into a hernia? We'll talk about that. There's obviously things to be concerned about, but again, like just the fact that you have a diastasis is not something to freak out about during pregnancy specifically, because if you go back to like when you were born or even watch your kids, the majority of babies are born with a diastasis and they learn how to move and they learn how to move, which is what builds their muscles and their muscles come together because of those movement patterns. So that means that should give you hope because if you have a diastasis, that means that you can heal that too. And when I say heal, I want you to consider a couple of things because I think what people get caught up about is oh my gosh, I have a diastasis recti and it is like four fingers wide and I really hate it and it's driving me crazy and all of these things. And you have to consider so much more than just the gap and the gap or the width or whatever that is, you know, that's not something that we should be as concerned about as all of the other things, but leave it to me. I'm always getting off track here because I go down these wonderful and amazing rabbit holes because this is just all so significant. And again, you know, during pregnancy, diastasis recti is very very normal. And also postpartum, specifically immediately postpartum, you're going to have that ab separation because you just birthed the baby. You carried and grew a human inside of you for nine months and then you pushed and then the baby came out and then your core just needs a little time to recover. And so I call that recovery of the core. And so the majority of the time when I see a client, they'll come to me six weeks, eight weeks, whenever it is postpartum, and they're concerned about their diastasis. So if you're going to a clinician and you're concerned about diastasis and they are assessing your diastasis recti, I will say this once, but run if they only assess it when you're lying on your back. If they are giving you no more information or if they are not assessing it in standing or they're not assessing it with actual core work, meaning they're not putting you in a crunch. They're not having you do leg raises. They're not having you hang from the bar doing knee ups or anything like that, or they're not having you do boat pose, whatever it is, wherever you're at. If you're not doing a movement and they're only having you do the supine or the laying down crunch, you actually kind of want to find somebody else to get another opinion as well, because it's very easy to make an error with assessing a diastasis that way, because my fingers are tiny. So four fingers to me could actually only be two fingers to a, a male you know, so being really mindful to get a couple of opinions before you settle on that. Now you yourself, of course, you know your body better than anybody else. So being mindful that you probably do know if you feel something abnormal or if you feel like something's abnormal and that's okay. 
And I want you to just make sure that you know that you can get that assessed and you can get somebody to help you with that and make sure that you're reaching out to the right professionals about it. It's very, very important that you know, though, that you need to get assessed in different positions, specifically if you're getting close to the, I want to get back to exercise realm, or I want to get back to movements. You need to have somebody that's assessing you in those movements. And, you know, again, a lot of times, unfortunately, out there on social media and on the internet and on YouTube and all these places, you'll type in diastasis recti, and all you get is all of this shit that you should not do and why a diastasis is a terrible thing. And I just have to say I disagree and I think it's a lot of bullshit because you can move. There are so many things that we can do with a diastasis that's going to help you be able to form a truly strong and functional core. And we just have to be able to get that assessment in the proper position and make sure that you're able to maintain proper stabilization and make sure your pelvic floor is functioning. So again, a pelvic floor therapist is the best option as far as going to someone to get an assessment for a diastasis and figuring out what exercises you need to be doing. So I think it would be really helpful to kind of walk through my thought process when I'm when I'm working with a client because many of you know the majority of our listeners you all know that I work with athletes and most of what I do is taking you from a not sedentary but haven't really entered back into exercise or you have and you're having an issue with something and then we get you back into that full function and so for instance if you come in for an evaluation and you say I want to be evaluated for diastasis recti so I will do my whole normal assessment. I'm going to look at how your back moves because your back is really, really important. And whether or not you have a strong back, strong back muscles, how are your hips moving? That's all important because we need your core to function with all what we call functional movements. So squatting, hands and knees, grabbing, picking up, lifting baby, all of those things are so important. So I have to make sure that I'm looking at everything in standing. I have to make sure that I am watching you move and lift baby, lift your purse. How do you walk up and down stairs? How do you walk? All these things just to make sure that we're going from the outside in first. And then when I get to the diastasis recti check, I do this before I do a pelvic floor assessment. So I will do the supine test first because I want you to be able to show me what you can do and I will palpate not just the gap. So I am going to assess to see how much width is between my fingers. But again, I don't really concern myself with that as much as I concern myself with what is under my fingers. Am I able to feel hardness? Am I being pushed out? Am I sinking into the core when you lift up into that little crunch? And then what I do is I have you put your arms overhead and I have you crunch in a few different variations and then I'm gonna have you lift your legs and I'll have you lift your legs and a few different variations and then can you hold a hollow hold and then I'm gonna have you hands and knees I'm gonna have you do dead bugs and then if you are in CrossFit or you're doing higher level activity I will have you do bar hangs and knees up and kipping things like that just to see what's going on and I think that it's just so important to get that different view and then I go into the pelvic floor assessment and what that pelvic floor assessment tells me is, are you taking a path of least resistance with the pressure in your body? Are you able to maintain the pressure in the core? Are you breathing and using the pressure well, or are you bearing down and pushing excessively into the pelvic floor? And it's really important to know that because if you think about it, if you have a diastasis recti and you have a separation of the core in the front and you don't have good pelvic floor function, if you are hanging from a bar doing toe to bars or knee ups, 
all of the pressure is going to go where the least resistance is, which is going to be right out into the core, which can press and stretch the tissue. But again, really thinking about the diastasis recti is the separation of the rectus abdominis on that connective tissue in the middle. Yes, that linea alba, but it's a lot more about that, that fascia and the connective tissue and the connective sheath right around that. So the tissue can be stretched, but a lot of times what I find is I feel more softness or I feel more like subcutaneous tissue, which is like fat and skin versus actually feeling a diastasis. And I'll say that the majority of people that come in concerned about having a diastasis don't have one that I'm concerned about. And the things that I assess for, again, you have to get an assessment for this, but I need to know what it feels like. Are you able to maintain and stabilize with certain cues? For instance, when you do a knee up and you do have doming, coning, or tinting, is it soft when I touch it? And if it's soft when I touch it, can you maintain control? Can you change your diaphragm? Can you change your posture and position to actually stabilize and then not feel it as much? Are you having any symptoms? Those things are super important. Now, if I feel, let's for instance, say you're doing a knee up and the doming or the coning like right in the middle of your core is super hard and I can't push down on it at all, then that might be an issue because that just means you cannot maintain that pressure. It's too hard for you right now. So understanding to take you backwards a little bit to con continue working towards those types of exercises that you truly ultimately really want to do, but not pushing you past your limit. And that's why I say like diastasis is not bad. It is something that your body is telling you that you just need to change. Just do something different. I went to this female athlete course with Anthony Lowe, the physio detective, and he is freaking phenomenal. And his big point is do something different and stop freaking being fearful and telling your clients to be fearful. So if you're going to a clinician, specifically a, th a therapist, physical therapist, and yes, I'm throwing rocks right now, but if you're going to someone and they tell you, hey, don't do a sit-up for a year, but they've never actually watched you do a sit-up, go somewhere else. Or if they say, hey, you need to really like not do this, 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 and this because you have diastasis or, Hey, you shouldn't do any core workout because you have a diastasis. Like you need to, you need to consider seeing someone else or reach out to me and talk to me about it because I think it's just important for you to understand that there is so much fear mongering going on out there. There are so many people that are causing so much fear, but your body is functional. And my clients, a lot of times will come to me and they'll say, you know, Oh, but I look six months pregnant still or I still look like I'm pregnant, or I'm tired of people asking me if I'm pregnant. But when we go into that diastasis recti, the majority of the time, you all are so strong. You just don't know how to turn those muscles on and work them in a sense that's allowing you to lose that extra fat. And sometimes the skin is, it's just skin that's stretched out on the tissue. So understanding what it is actually, do you have a true diastasis recti? Is it something to be concerned about? And that's a huge myth out there that diastasis is bad. Can it be bad? Of course, if you don't get treatment for it. Can it get worse? Of course, if you don't pay attention to it and you don't treat it. But the majority of the time, like I said, my clients don't have a, have a concern and we just need to learn how to exercise. 
And it pisses me off to no end to hear all of this fear mongering going on and all of these things being told. And it's the same. And I'll go into this a little bit more on a future podcast. But if you are not being assessed in different positions for core function, if they're not looking at all of the different things that you do on a normal workout, if they're not looking at your pelvic floor function, laying down in standing and in a squat, if they're not doing internal assessments in standing, all of those things are so freaking important. If they're not doing that, we need to find another option because you deserve to have the treatment. You deserve to be able to work out with a diastasis. You deserve to understand that you can still be strong as fuck with a diastasis recti. You can still lift. You can still do all of the things that you want to do if you get the right management and the right maintenance program and all of the proper modifications and all of those things that you absolutely need. It is so important for you to understand how freaking powerful you are. And you can tell that the core rehab stuff is right. It's, it's such a big thing in my world. I love talking to clients about their core. I love educating you on how to connect your pelvic floor with your core. I'm not a big believer that you have to like do all of these things at once. So a lot of times you'll be like, Oh, I have to squeeze and then I have to brace and then I have to breathe and then I have to do all of this. And I used to teach it that way. But honestly, the more that I'm learning and the more I'm listening to clients, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to do anything other than what our body is made to do and then giving it some modifications and allowing it to adapt. Your body's freaking phenomenal. It grew a human. It birthed a human for many of us, or it's a female and it has a freaking menstrual cycle. Like why are we limiting it from doing its fullest function? And you guys can tell I'm getting like really fired up about this, but it's so important that you understand that. I really, really want you guys to understand that a diastasis recti is not the end of the world. It does not mean you cannot do core exercise. You just have to be able to learn the modifications and you need to figure out where you are weak. A lot of my clients just have to learn different strategies. Like how can I do this in a different way? How can I kip without the doming? How can I kip without the coning? And that's another thing out there like coning and doming and tinting means you need to stop the exercise forever and it's not going to get better and you can't do it. It's going to make it worse. And I'm going to say that again, it depends. Medical disclaimer here though, make sure you're getting assessed so that you know whether or not it's soft versus hard and you know what those modifications need to be. But just understand that my whole point is a diastasis does not mean you have no hope. A diastasis recti of six finger width also does not mean that you have no hope. It doesn't mean you can't crossfit. It doesn't mean you can't run. It doesn't mean you can't have another baby. All it means is you need to get someone on your team that's able to help you and equip you with the proper modifications and the things that you need to know and tell you exactly where you're weak and what you need to do to make yourself stronger in those weak spots. And just sometimes teaching my clients how to get into a sit-up position or get into a crunch position with a different strategy or breathing differently or, or rib cage needs to be functioning differently, whatever it is, and seeing your eyes light up when you do that activity again. Again. Like it's such a cool thing. So just know that 
and you have the strength and you have the ability to get better. And I wanted to just break that myth down because it's something I'm seeing so much of, which is exactly why I created the core upgrade program. Many of you that follow me on social media have probably seen it floating around. I am going to have the application here in the show notes. Please, if you are interested in a 12 week online core program, you have diastasis, you don't have diastasis. If you want a stronger core at all, please apply, just apply. It's not going to hurt you to apply. If I say no, it's for certain reasons. If I feel that you need more medical attention, then of course I will let you know that. What's going to happen is I'm looking through all of the applications. I'm going to reach out to each of you that have applied and schedule a call so that we can chat about whether or not I feel that you're a good fit for the program. It's going to be 12 whole weeks. Each week has a whole new workout. They're all going to be different challenges in different ways. All of them have modifications. All of them have different things to consider if you do have diastasis. And it's just a really cool way to have access to me, a pelvic floor physical therapist and an expert when it comes to the core, but also to just give yourself some hope, see the strength and understand that you can do so much. So make sure you check that out in the show notes. And I hope that that answers a lot of your questions and it changes your fear about diastasis. Because again, I see so many of my ladies give up way too soon or they gave up and they haven't done anything for several years, several months, and then they come to me and it blows their mind that they're doing a toe to bar or that they're doing a V up or that they're doing a sit up. And it just blows their mind that they're able to do that without any symptoms, without any abnormal pressures or anything that concerns me. So there's hope. Please, please, please see a pelvic floor PT. If you are suffering, reach out to me if you need help finding one. Please understand that your core, there is so much more to your core than your diastasis. You are not your diagnosis. You are not diastasis recti. You are, insert name, and you are a badass and you deserve all of the wonderful things in the world. So hopefully that answers a lot of your questions. Please, if you have more questions, concerns, comments, or thoughts, reach out, let me know. I'm excited to continue doing a couple of these myth busters every now and then. I have like 15 questions that I keep getting. So I'm excited about that. But next week, we will see you again for Vaginas and Vertebrae. And we look forward to it. And I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day.